Y'all already know what it is. Your boy, Yako, what it do. The outlet to reality. The oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama or maybe hide from your baby mama. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyways, fans, thank you for staying tuned. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! And today we have one of the best guests, and I had to bring her back. The best author, social worker, professor, you name it, she got it. Give it up for Maribel Lopez. What's up, girl? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if to get mad at you or what when you say that about your baby mama. I'll get you later. I'll get you later. But um, (laughs) so happy to be here, David. David Ray with Dyke Family. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for calling me back. Of course, girl. It was so hard to, to get a hold of you. I had to talk to, you know, a few producers and, you know, say your agent and, and they, they kept putting me on hold. And, you know what I'm saying? I was already sweating. <laughs> I know. And I'm glad you're sweating because, you know, I don't work on a Sunday. I know. I know. I heard. I heard. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, guys, I, I want to share a little quick story with my, my favorite person right here. So, while back, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, Marty Bill did a lot of concerts, I ain't going to lie. So she had one of the big concerts, like we're talking way back. It was a big one. And I came through looking fresh, looking like French toast, you know, got a button down shirt, you know what I'm saying? And I've never really been to a concert. This is actually my first concert. And this is actually my first time actually hearing Marty Bill sing. So when I heard her sing, my... My, my heart stopped because I was like, dang, dang. And all the people was cheering. I was like, man, she's, this girl's big already. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even know her. And I'm trying to get through from the security guys. I'm like, hey, look, let me try to get there. <laughs> but honestly, girl, I'm going to be real. I, I love your voice. I think your voice is very unique, to be honest. Um, you have that, how you say it, like that that fire that that shines, you know? And I think it's a gift that God gave to you, you know? Yes, 100%. Thank you for saying that. It's interesting uh, because for many, 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 many years, I didn't like my voice. I thought I needed to sound like everybody else but myself. That's horrible. Uh, we should celebrate who we are, right? Um, and and that's, that's then little by little, um, I started appreciating, wait a minute, this is my voice. I don't need to sound like no one else. Now, check this out. I used to love the way, like for example, CC Winan sing, and also like Mariah Carey, right, and 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 also Celine Dion. Oh wait a minute, Whitney Houston, and I'm like, whoa, and Janet Jackson, and I'm like, I don't have their voice. What's happening here? But that's okay. I'm not supposed to have their voice. I'm supposed to have my voice, right? Um, and and and, and I didn't have their voice, but I had their passion. I had a passion for. For, for singing, I still do, actually, I should do it more often because I'm not doing it as often anymore, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you know, for everybody that's, that watches your podcast and is listening, you're unique. When God made you, he threw that mold away, and you know what? That's who you are. I celebrate you. When I, one thing that I've learned, David, when you start celebrating who you are and you start um, shining your own light just as you are, just as you are, you give permission to, for others to do the same. I read this in a poem that um, I believe, um, I'm going to quote Miriam Williamson. Um, that's why I read it in one of her writings. And it's, 
stood with me and actually really liberated me to be myself. Like, well, that's true. Why am I? It's actually called our deepest fear. David, I'm going to encourage you to read it. Our deepest fear is that we are more powerful than we think we are. And, and also, and, and it ends with, don't ever dim your light so others don't feel insecure around you. Meaning always shine your light, shine who you are, because this way you give permission for others to do the same. And so when I read this poem, um, coupled with God made me wonderfully, beautifully, um, just as I am, God needed me together in my mother's womb. So it, it, it took time to make this beautiful thing you'll see right here. Side note. I know I didn't always think I was beautiful okay <laughs> now I know I am but not for the reasons that probably you think or other individuals think but for the reasons that this is me there's no other me there's no other you David that's you right there there's no one uh there's not a duplicate of you and even if you had a twin even if I had a twin we're still two different separate individuals and so I think that we need to start celebrating that, right? When we talk about celebrating um, uniqueness and all oh, diversity and differences, do we really mean it? We should. We should be celebrating differences and we should celebrate individualism, not uh, that everybody, oh, everybody has to look the same. Everybody has to do the same thing. And, you know, no. So, so I started appreciating my voice and who I am, who God made me, just as I am. And I'm telling you something. Um, that's when I really began to live my life and I really began to have all the happiness and joy that, that I can have. I love it, girl. It's, it's true. I think a lot of us, we doubt uh, who we are. We feel like there's something wrong because we get rejected sometimes with our family, uh, from our friends. So we feel like maybe there's something I have to change to please them. But at the end of the day, it's, you have to make sure you're happy inside. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, when you live, I don't know if you ever heard this quote. <laughs> the day that you stop pleasing people is the day that you really are going to be happy, you know, free to be yourself. Be happy. And th th there is some truth to that. I mean, because, you know, think about it. if you live every day trying to please somebody, you're not always going to please everybody. And let me ask you something. Aren't you aren't you somebody? Aren't you somebody important? Shouldn't you pleasing yourself as well? Are you following my thread? Like you're important too. And so, so if I live every day to please you only, where am I, where am I left? Where, you know, where am I, you know, where's my desires, my wants, where's my purpose? Where's what I'm supposed to be doing on earth? Can you imagine if you and I both did the same thing? Outlet to reality podcast, me too. I mean, what's the point? I wouldn't be Dr. Lopez. I wouldn't be the author. I wouldn't be the minister professor. You know see what I'm saying? We need to, I mean, if everybody did their own thing, you know, then, then that's what makes this world a better place. It's like different individuals doing different things, you know, and that goes back coupled with knowing who you are. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Funny thing, David, um, you know, I, I, we do promotions for my books and we do, you know, promotions for if I'm going to go and speak somewhere, right, for my conferences and speaking engagements. And I can't do that. I don't do the promotions, you know, like, like the cover of my book. There's a graphic designer that does that, right? I, I can't do that. 
and it's not that I can't, that's not my strength. I don't have that vision. I don't have that vision. For starters, I would never pick up, I would never pick my picture. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but I would have picked my picture when others saw, you know, no, your picture, yes, brings me joy, brings me laughter, it's bright, this is cheery, right? It's nice for starters. And two, I would not think of that font and do it in that format. And so cute. There's a line down here that's got the red line on the bottom. And obviously it speaks of my, you know, my red that I like red too and black and white. It so happens I'm wearing the same colors of the book today. <laughs> so um, I, I don't do that. That's not my strength. I cannot do those, those Canva graphic design, you know, promotional things. I can't do that. I don't know who came up with outlet to reality for you, right? If it was you that did. But that's why we're different because we all have different strengths, right? And also um, in different areas where we're good. I, I think I, I talk a lot. I think that's my tool. That's my, <laughs> go figure. I'm a professor, a minister. I think. So what's my strength? <laughs> you my got a lot. <laughs> And you could cook too. You could cook too, girl. I ain't gonna I lie. Cook. Even though I don't like cooking, um, I could cook, but I don't like it. We won't tell your husband at this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, girl, it's, it's really good. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is important to take care of yourself and to spread the love. I see a lot of couples, and I'm gonna pick at your brain just a little bit. So one of the biggest mistakes I see young people doing is that they're very codependent on their partner oh. and they try to please them. And if there's, and they may be, and in some cases they may be abusive, but they're like, oh, but he's going to pay the bill for me. So it's okay. Um, I got, I got to love him. You know, I got to make him happy, get him a nice plate or she, you know, vice versa. And I feel like, that's something that's not really taught. I feel like I wish this is my my theory. I think that in high school, if we focus on what is toxic, right, and how to not, because first thing first, you have to love yourself in order to love someone. You have to remember that that other partner of yours is part of your happiness that that's one thing you have to remember i think people get the the misconception of oh they're the only ones that can make me happy no one else can um so what do you think on that like you you know when people are codependent wow that's a big statement right they're the only ones that can make me happy that makes that that gets me nervous if someone says that that gets me really nervous because you need to learn to make yourself happy Make yourself happy because no one's promised. Um, right? I have my husband and I love him and I love to do everything with him. My husband and I do a lot. We do everything together. Right? We go out. I mean, we do everything together. That doesn't mean I can't go out with my girlfriends right, for dinner or coffee, brunch, whatever. That doesn't mean that we don't separate. He goes to his work. I go to my work, right? Um, but I shouldn't say I can't live without him or, or I shouldn't say... Um, I mean, I don't want to live without him. I always want him by my side, but no one's promised what if tomorrow he's gone, right? Um, God forbid uh, that that happens, then I'm gonna have to learn to live without my husband, right? Uh, so to say that I can't do something, 
if this person's not with me, it's, it's a serious statement. It's a very nervous, makes me nervous kind of statement because um, I would worry about you emotionally, mentally, right? Um, so codependency is a real issue. Uh, where does it leave you? Where do, you know, who's going to take care of you? Um, if you cannot make yourself happy, guess what? You're not going to be able to make no one happy. You're pleasing people. But can you really make somebody happy? That's a huge response. I don't even want that responsibility. <laughs> if I bring joy into your life, amen, hallelujah, I'm happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that your soul happiness, it's dependent on me. That's a lot of my, that's a lot on my shoulder. That's a lot on anybody else's shoulder. But the reality is, um, David, that codependency is a real issue. Um, it's an emotional issue, I believe, also mental issues. And so we have to be very aware of that in our lives and work towards taking care of ourselves. The fine lining under codependency is controlling, trying to control, because at some point you lost some power, usually stemming from maybe childhood abuse. At some point you felt your power was stripped from you. And right now you feel like, you know, you gain power, you, you have this power right now. I'm with this person, I'm happy with this person, I'm da da da. And then what happens is that's distorted. Because you feel that in reality, you don't have a control over anything. And I think, you know, I hate to mention this. Please forgive me, um, everyone. Um, if you're done listening to, <laughs> listening about the pandemic, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that we're still in the middle of, of a pandemic. And I think the start and the hit of that pandemic show us all that we're not in control of no one or anything. Um, I lost a lot of loved ones. I lost a lot, I lost a lot of people to the pandemic. Um, I had an agenda, right? For my whole year, oh, I was gonna, cause you know, I, I do a speaking engagements um, locally and internationally. I have four uh, already established I had for the year, um, mission strips, uh, I couldn't go. I couldn't go to any of those places. You know, quarantine hit, no, I couldn't travel. I couldn't, to some extent, right? I, I, you have control of your agenda. You can plan, right? But at the, at the end of the day, we all learned that we were not in control of that, right? And so it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a serious issue if anyone feels that they, um, they, they suffer from codependency and feel like I can't live without this person. I can't be without this thing or I can be without the per this person. Then, this then you you should see someone you should, you should see a professional and i want to recommend the book it's called codependent no more and i thought around here we weren't talking about the subject now would add it i mean i didn't i mean you know it wasn't planned per se but it's called it's by melody uh i can find you i can find you the information and send it to you so you can put it together with this interview if you like but it's Thank called you. codependent no more and it actually started with, I think, with a study or a research with individuals who suffer from substance abuse. Why? Because that's a dependency, right? If you're suffering from some type of substance abuse, you're dependent on that drug 
And so what happens is, is in reality, we can, our codependent behavior can be also associated to codependent on someone, on a thing, right, or a substance. So it's, it's a serious thing. It's a sad thing too, to think that someone can live or their whole happiness depends on another person. Think about it. It's sad. It's a sad thing. Well, I was going to say um, crazy thing. Speaking of that, I went out one day and it was like a nice Latin social dance event, right? They were trying to get people to join their dance studio. And I met this beautiful woman. She uh, she danced with me and I was just sitting down drinking, you know, a bottle of water. And she sat next to me. She's like, man, you know how to dance. And she's like, she started telling me her whole life, like out of nowhere. And she was saying how, you know, I've been with this man for like four years and we live together. The place is mine. And I feel like I do everything I can in my power to make him happy. And he's just never happy. And I try to and I feel like he's he's changing. Like, I, I feel like he's going to change. And I heard those big words going to change. And then I heard I try to make him happy every day you know <laughs> so i was like look girl i'm gonna be honest with you uh <laughs> i don't know we don't to... change no one <laughs> yeah i tell you, I, i'm trying i'm trying i'm so sorry i have to break the news you ain't never gonna change them even if you want to i was like <laughs> it takes that person if they want to change and i i asked her a serious question i said are you happy no 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 it's not me it's it's him i want him to be happy and I said, you know, it's the sad part is that I feel like you lost who you are. I told her straight up. And I said, look, I think you're a, a wonderful person. You seem very, you know, smart, young person. And I feel like, you know, you should write down a piece of paper. This is what I usually do when I'm stuck. And I put like a like a T chart where it says pros and cons. And I compare all the pros, why I should stay or continue this plan. And all the cons, why I shouldn't, like, why is a mistake, right? And you compare it, and if one is higher than the other, it kind of helps you to realize what you gotta, what you gotta choose. And then she goes like, she got starts getting a little sad, and she goes, "But like, I don't want to kick him out." And I said, "Look, sometimes the biggest blessing for anyone is to walk away from their life." And I said, I know it's hard because every day you have you have created a routine with that partner. So you're already used to, I don't know if you make breakfast for him, massage his feet, you know, put some gel in his hair. I don't know. But you, see, you feed him Cheerios. But I told her, look, you you have to sometimes it's good to to be away from it, you know. And even though it sounds hard that you're telling him, look, you got to go back with your mom or, you know, go back, you, you have to first, you know, take care of yourself. And she was like, at the end of the conversation, right, I, I don't even know this person. She she gave me a big hug and she teared up a little bit and she said, thank you for listening. And I said, you know, that's all I can do. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah. it's the truth. This is just so much as an individual that's that's pretty much you know yes yes um yeah you you gave her uh some good advice no one we don't change you don't change anyone the person needs to want to right a different something different a difference for their life something different 
Um, sometimes you need professional help and that's okay. It's still very much taboo, right? In some cultures to go and see a therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist, but um, so if that's what you need, you need a little extra help, you know, we have to, to train professionals. Now think about it when you, when you're, when you're um, two thirds, where do you go? The dentist. Exactly. You need to go to the professional. I'm not going to go to my podiatrist. <laughs> it's the foot doctor. Now my, you know, if my tooth is hurting, I'm going to go to the dentist. I'm going to go. So you need to go to professionals. So sometimes if you need the help, and, and you, you do, and, and that's important. That's taking care of you, um, getting yourself getting yourself healed from codependency. It's taking care of you. It's self care. It's loving yourself. It's understanding that you you are also important. You know, the individual you is important, and you have to take care of that too. When you're taking care of when you when you take care of yourself, you can you can take care of others. But if you don't take care of yourself, What's left? It's like an empty cup. I wish I had an empty cup here. I don't have an empty cup, but I have a cup, right? And it's got some stuff in here, but I can't pour. I cannot pour to you, David, if I don't have anything in this cup. This cup is you. So you can pour out of an empty cup. So we have to be well and healthy and emotionally, mentally, physically, sometimes even financially, right? Some people come to you because they need 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks. You don't have it, right? How can you give it? And so the same thing um, with codependence, you have to take care of you in order to, to be well for others so that you can be a compliment to others so that you can, you know, um, specifically if you're going to enter into a romantic relationship. You know, it's so funny, right? Some people are always looking for that perfect soulmate. Right. Perfect, per perfect person for my life. He needs to be perfect. She needs to be perfect. Are you perfect? <laughs> <laughs> don't be asking for something you can give that's true right you me asking for something you can give i hope you're the good soulmate that you're looking for mm. see that because i mean think about it so you need to be well too because just as you need somebody well for your life you need to be well for somebody else's life and then we'll compliment each other hello that, that was god's perfect divine plan for men and women to be a complement to each other, not a, you know, we're going to partner up together is because we're going to be together. We're going to fight together. We're going to do things together. We're going to move forward together. It's not your whole life or happiness depends on me. Not cool. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's deep. I think um, like for me, one of the biggest things that I do in the morning is I say what I'm grateful for around me. And so I wake up and said, man, I look good, man. You look good. I look in the mirror, right? I said, like, hey, you look good. I don't, I don't know if I told you that, but you look good today, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you do that because you're not sitting the right waiting for nobody to tell you that. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. But, you know, sometimes you got to have fun. In that little moment you just saw, I smiled. You saw that? I had a little smile. And that makes my day. They say smiling is a good, healthy exercise. Yes. And I love that. I, I like feeling that. And I say to myself, you know, I like that. I feel like I, I'm brown, you know, I'm brown, but it's okay. You know why? Because, you know, um, I'm, I'm protected. Right? Yes. <laughs> I'm protected from the sun, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I always, I always got to change 
and, and appreciate every little thing of me. And like, like I, I did gain a little weight. I, I got to blame the pandemic, but I gained a little bit. My no, tummy. No, 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 no. You're not blaming the pandemic. <laughs> you. Okay. Your right. mouth. <laughs> she the got me right did, there. The pandemic didn't say David eats. Es que yo tenía hambre. Oh, man. But it's funny because my, my tummy, like, you know, I grew a little bit, but just a little bit. But it's funny because when I read a book, it doesn't fall. Like when I'm in the bed. So I like that. I was like, man, I don't need an extra table. Ya tengo un table. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. And I said, but I'm... it's funny because some individuals who did, um, you know, uh, COVID, they say they didn't even have a taste in their mouth. So don't come and blame the pandemic. If you would have had, if you would, if you would have had COVID, you probably couldn't be able to eat. Okay. I probably would have lost weight. Because <laughs> I don't want to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man, that's too funny, girl. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's dive into your your famous book that just came out. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it. I've seen on social media. Even uh, our our dear friend uh, Dre Morrow, the rapper. He mentioned about you on our last podcast. He's like, man, Maribel's making moves. Look at her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I said, I know, man. You <laughs> see? I didn't get on our graph yet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> so, so, girl, tell us this new book. What, what's been different from your other book? You know, I remember you made the other one about the quotes, like quotes that yeah. stood out to you. And, oh, yeah, there it is. That's the one I had you last time. Yeah, yeah. So, so what makes this one so different? And why you think people are going to love it. I, I want to hear your input. This is your, your moment to shine. And I also have to share the, the English one. Because that's the Spanish one. Um, the one that you see here. That by the way won best seller. Doesn't have, this one doesn't have the sticker. But it won best seller. It's a best seller on Amazon. And then this is the, is the uh, translation to the English one which is this one, God's not mad at you. So it's two different pictures. I'm still on the cover. This is the Spanish one. This is the English one. God is not mad at you. In fact, he loves you. What makes this book so special is that it is my life's testimony, David. I have to warn you. I have to warn you because, you know, we're like family and you love me. And, uh, and I love you. And uh, if you could be reading some harsh things in here, some really harsh things. And so, but is the reality. But at the same time, you're going to find hope. You're going to find love. You're going to find inspiration with my life. And in spite of everything that I lived and all that I went through, here I am. I accomplished all of my uh, desires, right? Like going to school and statistics will tell you um, because of what I went through. Uh, that I should not be here or that I should be abusing some substance or that I should be in jail or, or probably dead, not here. And in my book, I do share a few times that I did uh, not want to be here, not want to go on with the pain. The pain was so great that um, I didn't know what to do with it. But in awe, triumphant, um, give all the honor and glory to God. Um, 
you will see what helped me, what saved me, what guided me, what provided me with comfort and love and, and, and protection. Um, and I also talk a little bit about what to do if you are in that situation, if, if you go through the things that I went through. I talk about what I did, how I survived. And um, so, yeah, it's one bestseller. Um, people are still contacting me. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that that individuals want to read my story. I'm grateful for the testimony. Today, I just received a few testimonies about what the book has meant to someone who's read it. Um, and, and to me, that makes me feel I have a sense of accomplishment in this. I'm doing something good here on earth. I was my my life and what I went through has a purpose, has a reason. Um, you know, and, and it's not that, I, that it didn't have meaning, but it has a different meaning for me now. Has a different meaning. And that's why it's so special because I became vulnerable. So having said that, I, I want to know how the book, you know, inspires you or how my story has helped you. I don't want answers or questions asked to, right? Whether, um, it's, it is a, book, a good book or not. This is not the point. This is my life. This is my story. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. And all I want it to be is a source of hope and inspiration and, and a source of like a good resource as well for others who are reading it and gone through what I went through. Wow. And, and how did, can you tell us a little bit of your process when you were writing your book? Like, do you like lock yourself up for like a couple of weeks and, and then you just, you're like, Hey, I can't be with nobody. Me, I mean, me, uh, um, you like telling your husband, let me, I gotta be alone. Okay. Don't talk to me right now. You know what I'm saying? And you're on the, you're on your computer typing, you know, with your little typewriter. But what's the process? Because honestly, I, I know a lot of people that, that write books and they get stuck. Like they they have writer's block. They get mad. You know what I'm And I want to know what, what you what is your process on when you 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 were creating that book? Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, you do get writer's block. You really do. <laughs> but you gotta get past that, man. You really do. But how do you get past that? Is that you're kind to yourself. It also has to do with, it also has to do with the topic, right? For me to write my life story was very, very difficult. It was painful to go back to areas that were healed, closed off, and now I gotta go back to it because I'm writing my story because I wanna help other people, right? And so I had a, it took me, it's only a 200 page book. It's not a big book. And it took me about a year and a half to complete it. Um, because within that time, there were times that I, I had to write some parts that were very difficult. And so, you know, it doesn't, it's not like you tell yourself, stop writing. No, it just, it's just, you, you stop, you know? You need to process. For me, I had to pray. I cried a lot. I had to pray. I had to journal. I had to get away from it, not look at it, not see it. And then come back to it. 
the biggest writers uh, writer's block that I had was four months. Oh, that's a long time. I dropped the book and it was close to four months that I did not go back to read it, go back to writing. And I told myself, I even at one point I said, I'm done. I'm not going to finish it. I'm done. And then I got myself praying. I got myself, yeah, you are, you're moving forward. And I give thanks to God that, by the way, I want to um, encourage you if you can do this. Sometimes it's possible, sometimes not possible that you you hire a writing coach or you hire, hire someone that can help you through the process. And for my English book, I had a writing, I had a, uh, a writing coach that helped me. Her, 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 her niche and where I feel she's anointed is in uh, helping people write as a way of healing. Um, she's really good at it. So if anybody's interested, I'll send you the information. And she has her own, publishing company so she helps people also publish so my English book was um, published um, with Rose Gold Publishing and my my Spanish book was edited and um, published with um, um, Pyre, Power Pop. oh my gosh she's gonna kill me um, I want to say you're right it's amazing um, she's she works for uh, Whitaker Publishing Company, which is a reputable and um, a very um, known publishing company, but she decided to launch on an independent um, uh, production, like independent, um, and she's under Power Lion Books. Her name is Ophelia Perez, an amazing Spanish Spanish editor. Um, and she has an amazing team um, and they helped me with the Spanish book. So yeah, um, Dali Cortez with um, um, Rose Gold Publishing for the English and for the Spanish, I went with Ophelia Perez. And you need to help David. I mean, if somebody is gonna go out there on their own and do it on their own, more power to you and you could do this on your own. And I guess once you, I'm on my, I think fourth book. Um, but this one was specifically hard because, because it was my life story. It's my life's testimony. So I had to go into places where it was difficult to do. So having that writing coach help. Wow. But if somebody, you know, want to go out on their own to do it, you can. Just I, I think you need some, you need a support system. And depending on what you're writing about, right? Yeah. If it's personal and you know you went through some trauma. I suggest you need help. I I didn't need to, thank God, but I even reconsidered or considered going back to therapy to finish the book. Whoa. Well, I was already done with therapy. So, you know, so to speak. You're never done. It's good to have somebody to talk to. It's good to to always have that one person, that professional that you can always, you know, process things with. You had a therapist before you liked it. Oh, I love that girl. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. You know, we still talk. I actually had him on my my podcast like three weeks ago, so it was really nice. Awesome. Yeah, you gotta watch it, girl. It's really nice. It, uh, it, we hit a lot of good uh, points that it really makes you think outside the box. So I, I'll send you the link. I was gonna ask you something. So uh, maybe you can help me because you said you know a writing coach. So they have um. So pretty much, I'm going to give you a little backstory, this true story. 
my professor was gonna help me get my uh my space right me being a, a first latino jew to have a podcast in history she wanted me to be on the newspaper so she told me to write a personal essay i put it together and i met with uh actually on through email one of the head people for this big um newspaper uh company in chicago that's been around since the 90s and um Pretty much, I, I met with the, the editing chief, and he didn't like my story. She told me to put a personal essay, and he didn't like it. And it was crazy because, you know, my story is very unique. You know, it talks about being bullied and how it was a struggle to be part of the Jewish community and finally being accepted and then using this platform, the podcast, to give voice for Jews of color. That's a big one. And the guy who's the chief editor, he's the head of like this big Jewish newspaper. He didn't like it. He said, this is not relevant. Pretty much. That's all he told me. And I said, I know it's not relevant because it doesn't relate to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is this is something different that's never been told. And so I, I, I went back to my professor and I said, look, I don't think he likes it. I sent him three different, you know, revised essay. She goes, send it to me. I probably know some people because I work with a lot of journalists and we can make it happen. Right. I said, okay, cool. So I had three of my, my biggest close um, uh, English professors that I'm very, very close to my high school professor uh, teacher and my uh, college professor. So I had three different people looking at my uh, personal essay and revising it, giving me feedback. And now I have it kind of created. It took me like a good six months to put together and it's only a like a page and a half because they wanted me to keep it short. And I sent it to my professor and you're not going to believe it. She didn't like it. <laughs> she didn't like it. And I got sad because I said, look, you told me to ask my three people that I, I can trust. And they actually loved it. They actually can't wait for it to be out. And they published things before, too. And to hear that my professor lost hope, she kind of like gave me just you know you could try next time and I was kind of butthurt because I, I tell a lot of people about my story and they love it they they want to hear it and I feel like my story could really reach a lot of young people um especially you know like I was saying like my background is, is very different it's it's interesting right and I, I just like man I don't know what's going on so I was going to ask you if your writing coach know somebody or maybe she knows where she can help me get my personal essay either published by even if it's a small independent newspaper at least we got it out there just you know some media form because the the media like here in the podcast is just is audio right and visual but if I can have it in writing and people can hear my my side of the story on how I became very close to the Jewish faith. And uh, interesting too, I'm gonna share a little beginning part of my essay. I share how my parents, they tried to have kids for 15 years. They couldn't have kids. And I they already picked out my name before I was born. So it, it's very, it kind of is like biblical because there's stories of Sarah in the Bible where she couldn't have kids and it took her a while. And eventually she had a kid, right? So I, I look at that story kind of similar to my mom and 
it, it just it's things to think about, but I, I feel like that's something I'm stuck at. But yeah, Maribel, if you if you know anybody, I am more than happy to to uh, you know send it over, please. You know what I'm saying? I will connect you with her. I'll connect you with her and then I'll let you both decide what to do. She has an online virtual magazine. Maybe she can publish an article in her magazine. Um, and, and then go from there. But, you know, I'll let you both decide. Thank you. Thank you. For me, even if it's a for a magazine, it, it don't matter. I just I just needed to get out, girl. And I feel like, you know, you know me very long time. And um, I, this means a lot, like like honestly. And, and once it's out there, girl, we're going to have a little drink, maybe a champagne. <laughs> tell your husband come over that, you know, what I'm saying like this is going to be a, a big deal because my professor before she lost hope in me, she said she said, David, you this is your your moment to shine that's what she told because she's jewish by the way my professor is jewish she said david i i feel like your story is going to reach people i i just know it i don't know how she lost faith after saying that but she lost faith tip you got something special because here's the thing i'm going to tell you maribel this is shocking so for people don't know the in many movies, many media, they don't really mention any Jews of color. You only hear a white Jew, oh, this happened to a white white store, but never what happened to the Hispanic Jew. Like a lot of people I've had on the podcast, you know, this this is uh I've been doing it now almost two years. Like this is my 86th episode with you. You're, you're number 86. And I had you three times, but Every guest I've had, they always told me at the end, you're the first Latino Jew I ever met in my life. First thing they say. And, and I know that this is going to shock them. Check this out. There was a story I saw. Well, actually, you know, uh, Alejandro's rabbi, uh, Rabbi Funier. Remember that synagogue, the big one, Southside Shikash. He hit me up and I had him on my podcast and we talked about him. The crazy thing, I posted it on TikTok, and on two days, it reached 91,000 views. Wow. And people messaging me like crazy, like, wow, thank you for thank you. Uh, different, uh different people that, like people like us that are Jewish, that, that don't have a voice. They send me like, keep it up. I appreciate it. And then check this out. There was another story a couple months later I saw that there was two TikTokers that were Orthodox Jew. They got banned on TikTok nine times for just being Jewish. And mm-hmm. I, I caught them. I, I messaged them. I know they have millions of followers, but I said, I know I'm going to get to them. I messaged them. I recorded their story. I was the first one to ever record their story on podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe this. The week later, Fox News had them on air. And everybody started recording them. But you see, I feel like I I caught the the story before it, it got big. Yeah. Good, good. You helped in that process. Yeah. You helped. And why? Because yeah, if if, if there's not a platform for um Jews of color, then you're providing that. You're doing your part, right? You're doing your mission. You're right. doing what you're you're supposed to be doing and that makes you happy 
in that sense that because you're you're contributing to an area where there's a need right there's a gap keep going don't give up thank you girl i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not losing hope on you <laughs> thank you thank you. see i love that you're real see i know that's how i know you have my support that 100 <laughs> you say oh, i hope next time you <laughs> say i'll catch you later you <laughs> see Oh man, girl! No, I'm really happy. I, I'm I'm very excited. We I I enjoy this, you know, episode with you, and I'm very happy you're, you know, I had you. You're probably like one of my most I've ever had back on the show. This is you know the third time. That's how you know I love you so much. I had to bring you back. <laughs> my heart was telling me, listen to your heart when you know. <laughs> That's you know. But yeah, girl, any real quick to wrap it up, what, what last advice would you give somebody who who wants to pursue in, in writing and maybe even creating a book? What, what, what would be your advice? Do it. See, Nike took that from me. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I live my life. Just do it. Um, I once I, I wondered, I always wondered if I was a writer, if I was an author, and I asked a very talented writer, and I asked him, and he's an author too, and he was an English teacher, and I, and I said, how do you know you're an author? How do you know you're writing? He, he said, if all you think about is writing, if all you think about is writing, you're a writer, you're an author. And so, well, he said, you're a writer, and you can write your book to become an author. And then he said, and then I was like, really? He said, just write, Mirabel, write, and then just write, and then ask the, ask the professionals, you know, editors to edit it, and, you know, you write, right? So my advice to you is, if you're, all you think about is writing your story, uh, write your story. If all you think about is writing that book, do it, write that book. In my book, um, God's Not Mad at You, In Fact, He Loves You, in my book, I encourage you to write your story, even if you don't publish it, because there is healing in writing your story. You're going to be able to make connections. You're going to be able to see things that you didn't see in a, before. You're going to be able to um, look at where you where you come from, um, how you've made it this far. How did you make it this far? Um, you're going to find a story within that story. And so I encourage everyone all your 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 podcasters write your story i journal since the age of 14 um i love writing and it has helped me heal from so many things that i needed healing from but it's so liberating uh to write your story um so if anybody if you want to write a book again write the book you want to publish it get some support, get some help. And um, if you need help writing your story because there's some pain in that process, then get a writing coach to help you in that process. I love that, girl. Thank you. Thank you. As you guys know, this is the Outlet to Reality, the whole this podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! Y'all know where to find me. I'm on IG, YouTube, Spotify, the Outlet to Reality, my TikTok is at Yakov28 and my Snapchat take won't pass it. And Maribel, where can my fans find you? 
<laughs> www.drmirabalopez.com. And of course, you can find me uh, at Amazon um, and the author's page, Dr. Maribel Lopez, and all my books will come up. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Peace.